What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. What it do, baby? Let's go. Let's go, baby. I am fresh off of a game seven win against the Mavericks at Staples Center. The first win in the first home team win in this series took until the final game and the first Clippers home game victory in the playoffs since 2017. I believe it was game two against Utah was the last time we won a home playoff game. And, uh, man, I am just, I am so relieved. I can finally breathe now. I've been holding my breath for the past four hours. I mean, oh my gosh, man. I mean, same thing just after, just like game six, man. I'm, I lost for words. That was such a stressful game. So many things just happened and there's so many, so much breath holding and just so many moments that were just like, oh my god, please don't clipper, please don't clipper, please don't clipper. And one thing that I can really say about this team is that these guys are nowhere near like last season's clippers. Before we get into any of that, welcome back to another episode of Shoot the Trade Podcast. This is episode 32, the Blake Griffin episode, whatever you want to call it. Today we are recapping the noon start time, Game 7 versus Dallas, which... Whoever came up with that shit should be fired. Um, in the great words of LeBron James on the play-in tournament, um, just a very, very questionable start time uh, that was not in the favor of the Clippers. But it took care of business, man. It's the playoffs. There's no more time for excuses about start times. You have to show up, take care of your business at any point in time that you're instructed to play. So, man. If you guys do not follow me on Twitter, it is at TreyLAC underscore. That is T-R-E-Y-L-A-C underscore. Live tweet Clipper games. And um, yeah, just pretty much talk all things Clippers on Twitter. Um, and yeah, let's get into our first segment going into tonight. No Serge Ibaka again. We're still starting with the small ball lineup. Uh, Serge was in the building tonight. And he was not in his voodoo room again, which I mean seemed to work out just fine. Um, obviously, he was in his voodoo room. When he would, when we were in Dallas, and we won both those games, so that's pretty cool to see. But yeah, still no surge in the lineup today, dude. I'm like tired as hell, bro. That that game took so much out of me. I have like zero energy, um, to do this pod. But let's let's get right into it. Um, I mean, going into this game, man, I thought this was going to be a slugfest. I thought it was going to be like a 86 to 85 final score because you know going into a game seven man both teams are absolutely exhausted you haven't had two days of rest since like since between games three and four i believe or no not that not even that might have been between games four and five when we were heading back to la that was the last day of two day rest because right after game five you had one day of rest to travel and then had game six in dallas one game one day after that uh, you travel back to LA, and then here you are for Game Seven. There was really no time off, and that was where I was really concerned about both teams: the fatigue, like how quickly are guys going to fatigue? Um, and man, we were, we had a really high-powered offense, two high-powered offenses going at it in this game. Um, and man, it it it, I, it did not start out slow at all. The, the teams were like twelve of eighteen combined. Um, coming out the gate shooting the ball and this this game was anything but a rock fight um 
I want to start off by saying that there, I tweeted out on Twitter earlier that Game 7 is anything can happen. Um, there's going to be a ton of randomness, and you just got to hope that the randomness is on the Clippers' side. And some guys came in today that were not expected to get this much run. Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann were not expected to get this much run. Um, and oh my gosh, did they contribute in the biggest way possible in the biggest game of the season. And this is where you really come to think about the reps that they got in the regular season. I mean, Terrence Mann played some valuable minutes in the regular season. Luke Kennard at times played some valuable minutes in the regular season. And those reps paid off, man. They came in game seven, the biggest game of both of their careers. And they, they showed up. I mean, Luke Kennard played 10 minutes in game six and he looked pretty good. He made... Uh, a little floater. That was about it. He played some good defense or whatever. But he played 15 minutes today. 11 points. There's your randomness right there. Luke Kennard getting 15 minutes and hitting 3 out of 5 threes. There's your randomness right there. That's just something you don't expect um, in a Game 7 playoff series. Where Luke Kennard has gotten little to no minutes this entire series. And he came in and shot. What did he shoot? 4-6 in the field. 3-5 on threes. And he looked fine defensively. I mean... He had a lot more of those plays uh, defensively in Game Six, where he was still in the ball or whatever. But uh, he was just—he was solid doing a show and recover again. Him and Reggie Jackson doing the show and recover. A lot of the guys that aren't really switchable on the defensive end do the show and recover strap. I mean, guys like Batum, Kawhi, Mook, Paul George are switching on the perimeter because um, those are switchable defenders, obviously. And Terrence Mann got some early run in this game. Uh, Marcus Morris picked up two fouls early in that first quarter. And Terrence Mann came out firing. He was He's definitely not afraid, man. He ain't afraid of the moment. He came in, um, had a mini, a mini, he had a, mid, uh, a little, nice little mid-range early in the game. He had a dunk. He like blew past Porzingis and had a nice little dunk. Then he had a nice three. He was, What was he, two or two on three today? Two or three on three today. Um, five or ten from the field from Terrence, 13 points. And he he was great today, man. Just he brings that energy to the game that really can shift a run or momentum from one side to another. And he did that today, man. I mean, every time he checked in, I remember there was a time in the second half he first checked in. Uh, we were down like five. We checked. He checked in. The Clippers went on like a ten all run or something. We were immediately up five, and it just really goes to show his impact on both ends of the floor. Just he he's his skill set is just so different from a lot of guys on the team, you know. Nice slasher, can defend pretty well. And I don't know, man. This is not enough good things to say about Terrence Mann at this point. He's just been so, so good uh, for, a, for all season, man. I mean, the development staff has done wonders with him being a rotational guy. And I think definitely, um, I'm not sure how many minutes he'll get um, in game one of round two. But if the situation calls for a man... He's going to be out there, and if the Clippers want to go small in this series against Rudy Gobert and stretch him out, Terrence Mann's going to play big minutes. And at this point, I mean, what you've seen from him in Game 6, Game 7, I think you have to play in big minutes, man. I mean, uh, Ty Lue has shown he'll play anyone at any point. If it's working, uh, he's very malleable, and that's what really, really sets Ty apart from a lot of other coaches, you know, coaches from the Clippers' past. Um, not going to name names or anything, but... Um, Ty Lue rode um, Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard because um, it was working. And those guys played big minutes, and they came through in a big way. So uh, no complaints about me for me about Ty Lue. He was fantastic today uh, with his rotations and stuff. I don't 
like the Rondo, uh, Reggie, and Luke minutes. I never liked them. No one ever liked them because defensively, that's just a horrible trio. I mean, even if you have Paul George out there with them, uh, you can't hide three defenders, uh, three really bad defenders with one good one. Obviously, the numbers just don't work. And Rondo played nine minutes, didn't see the floor in the second half, and rightfully so. Playoff Rondo, whatever the fuck you want to call him, has been so bad in games five through seven. Um, he gave you a few good quarters of good basketball uh, in the first two games, but games five, six, and seven, Rondo pretty much sucked. Um, he had a three. That was really it. Uh, two personal fouls. Didn't see the floor in the second half, and rightfully so. Um, he didn't deserve it. Zubats played three minutes today. Um, I mean, Clippers fully committing to the small ball lineup, and it ended up working out. So, I mean, you're going to have to play Zubats against Gobert. You're going to need Zubats in that series. You're going to need Surge as well, I think. So I really do hope Surge gets healthy. I do think you're going to need him. But uh, I'm curious to see if the Clippers stick to small ball in the second round. I do think they will, given Rudy Gobert can't really defend in space. And we'll be coming out with a preview of the second round uh, tomorrow on the 7th. So that's when I'll be doing that. But another big thing in this uh, story in this game, man, the Mavericks shot 10 of 36 from 3. The Clippers shot 46.5% from three. I tweeted out yesterday, man. It'd be great to see the Clippers have one of those 20 for 37 games from three. And they delivered. 20 of 43 today, 47% from three. 24 out of 24 from the line. And 50% from the field on the dot. 41 of 82. That's the game, man. I mean, the Clippers finally had a hot shooting night. The Clippers that we saw all regular season shooting lights out from from three-pointer territory. And they moved the ball well today, man. They really did. Swinging the ball, uh, swinging it all around, uh, finding their open shooters. Marcus Morris had a playoff career high, seven three-pointers today, 23 points for him. And they finally did it, man. They finally had their best shooting game in the playoffs in a game seven where they really needed to. And at home with the Staples Center's fans, the Clippers fans in the crowd. And 20-43 is all that needs to be said. I mean, Clippers won by 15 points today. And they shot the shot of the ball today, which was really cool. And I'm super excited to head into the next round. Uh, I can't wait to see what it has uh, in store. Just got to stay solid in the words of Marcus Morris. Um, a big story, uh, what the rebound battle end up being? The Mavericks had 47 rebounds to the Clippers 30, which is insane. That is absolutely, or 35 to 47 Excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, the Dallas won the rebound battle pretty by a pretty big margin. They were, what was really keeping them in the game was second-chance points. I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith was absolutely killing us in the offensive glass. How many offensive rebounds? Six offensive rebounds for our Dorian Finney-Smith today. Absolutely killed us. Because the Mavericks were cold pretty much the entire game, but second-chance points kept them in striking distance. So, And the Clippers were shooting the shit out of the ball, which... You know, kept them ahead pretty much the entire game. Uh, the Clippers were up seventy to sixty-two at half. Uh, it was a twenty-two to ten rebound battle. Ten offensive rebounds for Dallas and seventeen second chance points. <clears throat> Excuse me. Clippers were up eight, and not even two minutes into the third quarter, the Mavericks cut the lead to two. And I mentioned it earlier. Terrence Mann checked back in for Reggie Jackson, who was really struggling. He looked exhausted, and rightfully so. And he, uh, uh, after we were down five, Terrence checked in. We went up five immediately. Um, 
you know, Terrence Mann is a guy that will run the floor, rim run every time. Uh, he'll handle the ball in transition, make the right read. And the Clippers were pretty much smooth sailing for the most part. I mean, they were up double digits for most of the second half, it felt like, if I remember correctly. A huge 24-4 run in that third quarter for the Clippers, which really, really put the game away. The Mavericks cut it down to like 7. I'll give them credit. It was like 114 to 107th. And we got some huge Reggie Jackson threes, some huge Marcus Morris senior threes late in that fourth quarter. Huge Luke Kennard threes. Um, I mean, every Luke Kennard three was big today because the three threes that he made today were his only threes made in the series. So that was huge. Absolutely huge. Shout out to our role players for really, really stepping up today. Marcus Moore Sr. doing his thing. Uh, I mean, obviously 7 for 9 is an outlier shooting performance. But 7 for 11, man. I mean, 7 for 9, man. Could not have come any better time. And it finally, the rule... the. The average is finally averaged out with Marcus Morris ending. Uh, I mean, he hasn't even been shooting that bad, which is crazy to say. I mean, it feels like he's been shooting really bad the entire series, but he still had a pretty high percentage. And I'm sure in the series he shot over 40% for three, which is weird to say and think about, but I'm pretty sure the numbers are pretty decent. But the first two games of the series, he was really bad. But man, we're moving on. That's all that needs to be said. We're going to get... Stop talking about these Mavericks, hopefully for the rest of my life. I don't ever want to see Luka again. I'm so glad that's over, but he is, he is a legend in the making, man. Shout out to Luka, shout out to the Mavericks. Really good series. Um, I hope they can finally pair Luka up with someone who's good. I mean, Christoph Porzingis, is just, he's just so bad, bro. Oh, my God. How many, what did he have today? Porzingis, 16 points, 6 of 12. Just Christoph's numbers. Um, Luka had 46, 7, and 14. My God, man. So recent final stats, Kawhi Leonard, 28, 10, and 9, a near triple-double, 10 to 15 from the field. Marcus Morris, 23 on 8 of 15, 7 to 9 from 3. Reggie Jackson had 15 on 4 of 10. Paul George was pretty bad shooting the ball again today, uh, 22 on 5 of 15, 2 of 8 from 3. Made all 10 of his free throws, though, was being aggressive. He had, all, he had 6 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, Terrence Mann had 13 points in 26 minutes, 5 rebounds. Luke Kennard, 11 points in 15 minutes on 3 of 5 from deep. And there's your game right there. Those last two guys that I read really, really brought the game, their game today. 24 points combined for them, too. And we're on to round two, baby. I will be back tomorrow for a Series 2 um, second round preview uh, against the Utah Jazz, which kind of read off the numbers, my prediction on the series. Uh, maybe I won't even make a prediction, to be honest. Uh, I don't really fuck with predictions after my last one was Clippers and five. That really didn't end up going too well. But we're moving on. That's all that matters. Uh, we're on to Salt Lake City. Only one day of rest, so hopefully the guys can get some, uh, can rest up and get some good energy going into Utah. It's going to be an absolutely packed crowd. And we just got, I, if we can steal one game on the road, I'll be happy. So. I'm going to end it off there. If you guys did enjoy it, make sure you guys do follow me on Twitter at TreyLAC underscore. That is T-R-E-Y-L-A-C underscore. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.